Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to Dance Principles United podcast. I am so excited to welcome back the Little Groovers team, Samson Smith and Chantel Kermy back on the podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Very good. We are so good. Excited to be here. Yes, it is so good to have you back. Last week, we had the most incredible chat about preschool concerts. It was so good to hear so many of your tips. I saw a lot of people loved your Courage Dust tip. Such a cute tip, right? Yeah, such a game changer, <laughs> I promise, and such a good confidence builder for the little ones. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you guys are the absolute bosses of all things preschool. So we thought, you know, we've talked concert, but let's take it back a little bit and chat about like when the kids first start in uh, your studio because, you know, I know a lot of studio owners struggle with, you know, making sure that their kids feel confident, knowing whether the kids are old mm-hmm. enough to start, you know, getting them into that first class because it can be a big thing if you're not work- used to working with children, right? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely knowing who's coming into the classroom mm. before can so we're pretty big on calling our inquiries um obviously trying to reach out in other ways as well but then just getting on the parents level to find out first of all have they even done any sort of classes before or will this be their very time like what kind of experience yeah there's there's like a lot of a lot of prep before they come in yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely i think that's such a good thing right because i think sometimes You know, especially if we've got like, you know, new teachers or younger teachers that aren't super experienced in preschool, you know, that for some students coming in, it might be their first time doing any organised activity. It might be their first time away from their parents. Mm. Like, and it's to know what you're kind of getting into is such a good kind of idea because, you know, some that go to preschool five days a week are totally fine, but some have never been away from mum for more than an hour. So (laughs) it's so different. (laughs) It also helps you understand the parent as well and where mm. they're coming from. Is it their Absolutely. first time something like this? So, like, I'll always ask a really open-ended question that I'll just let them talk and you can see their personality, mm. if there's any anxieties. I usually just say, so tell me a little bit about your child, whatever that, their name is, mm. um, and let them talk about it, see what they come up with. Mm. You'll have that parent who's like, yeah, they're great. They just love dancing. Or you'll have the one who like really gives you the whole rundown of everything about their childhood. Um, so it kind of just gives you insight into who's coming into the studio. And just so you can give a heads up to your teacher being like, hey, we've got this trial coming mm. in. They're a mm. little bit nervous usually. And sometimes on the day they'll come in and they're fine. It kind of just yeah. but you're prepared for that. Um, Absolutely. I love that so much. And so let's pull it all the way back and sort of start at, you know, we were chatting uh, before we started about, you know, the whole inquiry process, because that mm. has such, uh, you know, a lot to do with uh, the little people when they first come in and setting them up for success, setting both them and the parent up for success when they come in. So, you know, the parent calls uh, for the inquiry. As you said, you ask an open ended question just to kind of get a bit of a feel from them. 
then, you know, do you do anything special um, before that child actually comes in for their first trial class? What kind of things do you do before they actually start? Yeah, so we definitely send the parents a little video, um, mm. a fun video that also the kid can watch as well. Um, oh, cool. And just basically take them through what to expect in mm. that class. So um, just little things like they're going to meet their teacher. They're also going to be other kids in the class. Um, there's going to be music that's playing. Just little things that touch on the main points of what the preschooler should expect, but also gives that parent who's mm. feeling a little bit anxious just a heads up on, hey, this is going to happen. This is how things are going to roll. Because I think sometimes mm. the parent is definitely more anxious than the kid because they have no idea Absolutely. they're coming in. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> um, Absolutely. All of the things in their head, like what should I bring? Should I bring a water bottle? What should they wear? Like all of those questions. So it just kind of addresses mm. all of that. In a cool video. I, I think oh. the, the video the video also shows like the space of the studio. Mm. So, and it's kind of you know kids watching like TV these days with all the cartoons yeah. and and then when they come to the studio it's like reality. It's like wow, I was just watching this on my TV screen at home. Yeah, I was like <laughs> familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cute. So do you just have like one video you do at the beginning of the year and you just send it out to every preschool inquiry or do you like custom do each one as they go? We just do one. Just the one. Um, yeah, awesome. For everyone. Um, mm. And we do customise videos. Make it easy. But yeah, we just... <laughs> for the one yeah absolutely I think that's key making it easy so it's um not so much always the preschool teacher that they're going to have but like an example of like you know a teacher is that right that they have on yeah. the video yeah we awesome. animate a little bit so it's like a little bit cartoony and then we take them oh, into the yes. yeah so just kind of so they're intrigued and interested and want to watch it um mm. we don't really put a lot of focus on our teachers to be honest yeah. um we do it more about the studio and the values that we're going to bring um, rather than placing it on a person. Oh, and as a studio owner, like that's a really big tip, right? Like that's what I've always been about as well because staff come and go, but the studio culture remains the same regardless. So, you know, you don't want them to get whilst you want them to form great bonds with their kids. Um, so, sorry, my computer's doing funny things. <laughs> Those people that are listening to the audio recording. Um, but, yeah, the, um, whilst you want your teachers to create great bonds with the kids, you know, you don't want them to become too attached because it should be the studio mm -hmm. and the culture that they're attached to, right? Yeah, 100%. It's always about the culture of our studio. We're really, yes. really... I love yeah. that. That's so cute that you animated as well. Like, do you feel like it's important just to kind of get like make it exciting and on a preschool level? So have you got like little mascot characters that you do it or is it like bubble writing or like what do you mean by animated? Um, it's a cartoon and definitely. I think if there's one thing you have to do when you teach preschoolers, it's get on their level. Like yeah. we've had teachers come in, right, and they're like a little bit embarrassed and then mm. they see like Samson and I as the studio owners and they're thinking, or oh, like they're probably too cool to get in the preschool class and, you know, you have to kind of like get on their level, be in the spaceship mm -hmm. or whatever, and then they see us going wild and then it gives them like, you know, authority to let loose as well. But you Absolutely. really need to bring that fun factor mm -hmm. because Absolutely. they're kids. <laughs> that's, what they, that's how they learn, they play. 
Absolutely. And we're like, we're performing for them, right? They want yeah. to be entertained. They want to be performed. So that's what, you know, I always think is like, we're on stage, we're performing. Right. Um, we're, we're playing a character as well. You know, the character of the teacher that has to be this larger than life character, um, which is so, so cute. So I love that you're talking about getting on their level because that's like such an important thing. It's like, yeah. a, it's like entertainment. Like yes, we've got to entertain them. If we don't, we lose him. <laughs> They're already <laughs> looking up at the roof or the, <laughs> counting the wall cracks or something. So Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. get distracted easily, like at three, four. Um, mm. Like I know our, our girl, she can barely sit down for two minutes and watch, <laughs> you know. You have to be constantly going, changing tactic. Yeah, get down on their level and just speak their language. Yeah, so cute. I love that so much. So before they start, the video goes out um, and that's before their first trial class. So it's pretty much a what to expect, tour of the studio, what to bring, you know, what's going to happen when they get there. Anything else before they get there or then they arrive for the trial class? Then they arrive for the trial class. They'll obviously get things like reminders and stuff. We try yep. not to bombard them with too much information. It's just clear and concise, mm. like with a little bit of fun in there as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's exactly where they need to be at what time, all that stuff just before. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, awesome. So they arrive at the trial class. What happens from the second that they walk in the door of your building? Um, the admin team will greet them, um, mm -hmm. usually and hopefully by name. If we have a lot of yep. trials on the plate, obviously sometimes we're guessing. Um and then we will give them a little bit of a studio tour. We'll definitely ask them if they need to go to the bathroom or anything yep. like that and definitely show them around the space prior. Um, mm. I'll lead them up to their classroom. You give them their, their name badges. Oh, yeah, I definitely stick. do that. Name badges as <laughs> yeah. They love stickers. Yeah, we give them like a sticker name badge yeah. that we obviously Cute. write their name on. Yeah. Um, and then we'll introduce them to the teacher and the I mean, classroom and just show them kind of where they're going to be sitting um, and then their teacher will take them from there. Usually we have assistants in each of our classes as well mm. and it's really the assistant's job to then um, take over that position and welcome them into the studio. And as they're mm. doing that, our admin team is then working with the parent to just say, um, we're going to let you watch the class. We do have viewing windows at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then during the class we'll come and we'll chat to you about kind of what's going on in the class and things like that. But that that's also a good thing about the admin knowing um, how the classes run as mm. well so then they can explain mm. to the parents oh, this is where they're doing this now this is what they're learning the focus of of the class so so it's got that discussion with the with the parents. Yeah when I yeah. say that the assistant goes and takes over then that trial becomes their main focus um, and mm. the admin still has a job to check in two or three times during the class with that parent just to be like oh this is the section of the class where they're working on team building or she'll mm. walk away, come back oh this is the part where they're doing their freestyles and what that does is this so Those like educating out. the parent on why they're doing the things not just yeah. like just dancing around doing yeah. Nothing. Oh, she looks cute. Yeah, yeah. I love right. that so much. So, like, 
you've obviously really trained your staff on that. Even your admin staff, especially if they don't have a dance background, you've had to go through the whole concept of the class, as well as the process, I guess, of, you know, the handoff between the admin mm. to the teacher or the assistant teacher and, um, and that whole process. You must spend a lot of time training your staff on that sort of stuff, right? Yes, a lot. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> our approach is that we want everyone to know everyone's job and mm. they should be able to tap in and take over if needed. So we don't really think of our team as like admin is separate to mm. teachers in a sense. Like, of course yeah. it is, it's different. But admin need to, needs to know what teachers are doing and teachers need to understand the admin and how it works together. We do a mm. lot of training, especially with studio growth as well. Um, that's yeah. been such a help in, in training our team. Um, and we're pretty regular with it. Like each yeah. term, we set our goals. They understand what their commitment is. Um, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. We often go over the same things that we're training because as much as you have an incredible team, sometimes they can forget things or they have Absolutely. things going on in their own lives or even they get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you just have and we all do. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, remember, this is how I want things, and this is the quality that we're delivering. So, definitely big on the team. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. So, you know, I think that's such an important thing, and that probably a step that a lot of people overlook is that training of the actual process so that the child is getting the same experience no matter Mm. who's working, no matter which staff members on that day or who's who's off sick or what's happened because I do find that a lot of studios are like oh yeah when I do it I always give the the parent a tour but I don't think my admin team do that but you haven't actually told the admin team that that's what you wanted to happen for example so yeah. I think yeah. that like ongoing training is so so key and I especially love um you know you talking about that you're pointing out to the parents uh more so the learning outcomes than anything yeah. else of the program and what they're learning. You know, you said this develops teamwork, this is for independence, this is, you know, whatever that is, because that's all about learning outcomes, which is such a big thing in our community now. Definitely. And I think we have a mm. lot of, um, yeah, teachers who are parents as well. Um, yeah. And it starts conversations and then I'm learning a lot. Like last week we had a whole conversation with one of the teachers about the midline and how that really affects um like how, mm. like if a child can't cross the midline by four years old, then um, they it should affects, go get tested because yeah. it actually affects their reading and writing and different things oh. like that. And yeah. What's, that, what's was, a midline? I don't even know what a midline oh, is. Oh, the line of the body. So if oh. you put a line down the bottom, at the bottom, the center of the body, and then oh, yeah. as they like crisscross and things like that. With their footwork mm. and stuff. Yeah, by the age of four, she was saying, um, they should be able to definitely cross the midline. And this is something that teachers actually learn, um, you know, during their studies and stuff. So it was really interesting. Yeah. And I need to do a lot more uh, research into that. But I just thought, oh, it, it builds oh, so yeah. much. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely, I think, more about the outcomes. Like Samson mm. and I are teachers. If we take our daughter somewhere or dancers, we're not expecting that she's going to be brilliant straight away. It's more for us about the connections she's making in the classes. Is she sharing? Um, is she yep. playing nice 
differently, you know, different yeah. things like not like is she hitting splits yet? Although actually Samson's yeah. probably like, can she do a handstand? <laughs> <laughs> We're all dance parents, right? <laughs> it's all well, those things. You've you got to get them good at two, right? They've got to be able to do that handstand at two. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Like, as a parent, that's what you want to know, right? You want to know if they're waiting their turn and yeah. if they can talk to the other kids, if they can take direction well, if they can be patient. I think patience is a big thing that we always want for our kids to, to learn to wait. That, you mm. know, I think that's so important. And I think a big thing too is like, I know in our classes, we do a broader age range. So usually from like two and a half to that five-year-old age. Yeah, um, our our reasoning for that is because we feel like the five-year-olds become leaders and that helps them transition mm. well into kindy. Um, and those younger ones then have leaders that they yeah. are able to learn um, quickly off. But having that broad age range really means that the milestones are sometimes highlighted a little bit more. So if parents are watching your classes, and I find this most of all with concentration, if your little ones are losing concentration a bit, parents think or take that as their child mm. as being disinterested. Mm. However, yeah. it's just obviously really natural. And when you work with kids on a daily basis and in quite large amounts, you understand that that's quite normal. But from yeah. that perspective, they're just looking at their kid drifting off and thinking, oh, my gosh, they're not into the class anymore. So yeah. yeah it's so important for the admin or whoever it is, even if it's the teacher who chats to them after, um, just highlighting these things as being completely normal milestones mm. for that age group. Um, Absolutely. And highlighting that there's different ages in the one class too yeah. and explaining, hey, yes, you saw a little Susie, but she's been with us for three years um, yeah. and, you know, she's about to move on to the school program and, you know, explaining that I think is so, so valuable. Um, awesome. So, uh, that's sort of as the class starts, what else do you do in that first kind of trial class? What do you do, uh, for example, if there's a child that refuses to go into class? How do you guys kind of handle that? You know, the one that's crying, hiding behind mum and just doesn't even want to like walk into the building. Well, I think it really depends on the situation, on this yeah. case where if they're a little bit shy on coming into the door, um, a big one I use is, they, they become my sticker person. <laughs> mm. So they stand next to me and then I'm like, do you want to give them a sticker or them? Um, that's a good <laughs> one. Also, yeah. um, responsibility. Giving yeah, them. giving them responsibility in the class. Um, complimenting something um, that they're wearing um, yeah. just to create a conversation uh, with the kid. And just, uh, yeah, it's just trying to get them comfortable uh, within the space as much as you can. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit hard. So then I bring the parent in with us and yeah. I get the to sit in the corner on the chair with them and just wait it out until they feel comfortable enough to come um, do something and be a part of the class. Yeah, yeah and I think absolutely. with like training your team is knowing um, like when the key points are to try mm. a new tactic. Like sometimes if we have a very new teacher, they'll keep on the same thing and I'm like, no, they're not responding to that. Like you need to change tactics, okay? Yeah. Like the stick haven't worked, what's next? What's next, yeah. Um, yeah. And then also knowing actually they're not responding to really anything, it's time to get the parent in, make them feel mm. comfortable, settle them down, watch the class a bit, and then during the class starting to get them involved. So little things we'll do is like, we use floor markers on the floor. 
So instead yep. of getting them to walk to their floor marker, we'll give mum a floor marker while she's sitting down <laughs> or dad um, and then also bring the floor marker to them. So little things to get them engaged. We do like um, cleanups kind of stuff in the class where each yep. person has to pick up something. Tw- yeah. We would take the stuff to them to hopefully guide them to the cleanup station. Um, mm. So just constantly not giving up on them or disregarding them during the class as well if different tactics hasn't worked, always having our, which would be our assistant, checking in on them um, to making yeah. sure that. I think that's so important, like not giving up on them. I find that some younger teachers, uh, when they don't have great training, you know, they're like, oh, that child's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Like, you know, they're like, oh, they're not going to come in. They're going to be a crier. Not for me. They're not going to be in my class. But it's that not giving up on them and knowing that everyone takes their own amount of time, right? Like, you know, it is going to take some kids a couple of weeks and and allowing them to have that time is so important. So, you know, the child that, you know, they sat in the corner with mum or dad the whole time, didn't participate. How does the conversation go after that, um, after that class is finished when they just kind of didn't participate at all? I think um, throughout the class, it's it's like educating the parent, like this is normal. Mm. Like, you know, telling them, you know, the kids come into a whole new space, um, new faces. And if you've got more than 10 kids in the class, it's like overwhelming for the kid. So trying to make the parent feel, oh, okay, yeah, I totally understand that. Like, you know, this is a new space. Like just getting them used to that. And that's throughout the whole class. And that's Mm -hmm. where Shannon's talking about checking in on the kid and just making sure, um, just bringing up all these little Uh, moments of like telling them this is totally normal and the admin team has to do those (laughs) check-ins in between as well so she would come into the classroom and be like oh little Susie's not doing it yet totally fine like she would be the one or he would be the one to reassure um the parent during the class as well and then obviously as they come out um say oh totally normal how about we try next week um they will feel more comfortable now that they've know the faces of their teachers they've seen the space um and then they'll just try again next week there may be times Mm. though where our team will be like actually that kid is a little bit too young or they're not quite ready for us um as a class environment and i think it's better to be really honest so that you're saving that relationship rather than push a student into a class that they're not going to thrive in. Um, So I think also that's another training thing, obviously, with your team to be able to evaluate different situations. But often it is just the case Mm -hmm. that they're overwhelmed, a little bit nervous, scared. um, And it's more about the separation from mum and dad rather Mm. than actually the class itself. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, what you're saying about checking in with the mum or the dad is so important and educating the parent because quite often I find it's the parent that's embarrassed. Like they're actually like embarrassed going, oh, my God, I thought my kid would be an A student already and they're not. Like, oh, my God, are they going to fail at life? Like I think some people have that like, you know, whole thing, right, that they get in their heads about it. That's it. They have um, There's a lot of um, they say, oh, my kid dances at home a lot. Mm-hmm. And I go, of course, because yeah. they're comfortable. That's their space. Yeah. Like they're coming into a whole new space. Then they're gonna, it's gonna, they have to get used to this space. Um, so that's a big one that where they, yeah, they kind of, they're trying to put it from their home to here, to the space, yeah. but yeah. And just, also it's just like a different environment. Like we all talk to each other every day, but if I put you in front of a crowd to do public speaking, that's very different, you know? So I absolutely. think it's just, 
yeah, I always put it back on the parent and be like, just how would you feel going to your first class, having to dance in front of everyone? And then they usually are like, oh, yeah, that's actually so true. Like, <laughs> yeah, like feel really nervous and I'd probably like fall into the back. And I'm like, yeah, like they're only three. So they don't have any skills that we do to adapt to different situations yeah. quickly. So, yeah. That's so true. You mentioned that, I think, um, on last week's podcast as well. Like, you know, if I was going to a new gym class, I'd be nervous. Like, yeah. absolutely. I'm nervous to meet new people. If you're going into a you going into yeah. a party where you don't know anybody and you're walking into a room full of people that already know each other, we get nervous. Adults get nervous all the time. Like, exactly. I, I love, I've never thought about it like that. And we're always like, are you going to a party? That's that's with all those social parties they go to all the time, yeah. like crazy social <laughs> But, you know, like totally get it. But I'm like that, you know, we had a new parent meeting the other day at school and it was like, um, you know, all went to the coffee shop and the same thing. I didn't know any of the parents and I was nervous. Like it happens to the best of us, right? Like it, it is what it is. I love that so much. So that's the child that kind of um, is scared and cries and um, that kind of thing. Do you touch base with them again during the week before that next trial class to really kind of encourage them to come back? Like how do you kind of work that? Yeah, sometimes we do actually. Um, yeah. We usually get one of our team to send a video and just say like something really quick like, hey, um, uh, it was really good to have Susie in the class. I'm so excited to see you again, Susie. Here's a move that we're going to do or something in the class. Kind of just prepping Cute. them in another touch point. Um, but, yeah, we do do that quite often. We're very, like, face people, like, for people to see our, our team's face and hear our voice and not so much email and, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's such a... Uh big game changer right because we're all performers we were all past performers that's why we've you know come into this love of dance right and kids like that like especially like you know you send the email to the mum the mum doesn't really read it to the kid because they get busy however if they get a cute video they're going to show it to them yeah because yeah I know what it's like I would never read a message to my ch my five-year-old daughter because like it means nothing to her and she doesn't care but yeah. if she got a cute video or a cute photo I would definitely show her so I think you know putting yourself in those shoes but I love the idea of like that communicating through video I think that's absolute key yeah and I think it just then is another touch point for the child to feel familiar with whoever's in the classroom mm. before in that next trial um because you, you want to kind of be in their face in a sense mm. as much as possible so that they're feeling that comfortability. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So anything else amazing that you do, you know, what about the child that has that great first experience? How do you kind of like finish off that trial class, you know, uh, obviously get them all enrolled and all of those sort of things. But, you know, how else do you set them up for success in your program moving forward, I guess? So um, we then introduce them the next week they'll get their uniform straight away we do do things yeah. a little bit different at our studios so um their uniforms included in their membership um that's always real they they're really excited to to get that so they love awesome. being a part of the team so they go usually into their second class with their t-shirt ready to go um and then we obviously have things like lots of communication with the parent about um mm. how our studio communicates um, if there's anything that they need to prepare, such as we have like a studio app where we do a lot of communication through. We upload mm. a lot of videos 
particularly for our preschoolers. Um, so we'll make sure they're all set up with that. Um, and different things like at the moment, obviously, we're working on concert stuff. Um, yeah. So we'll put a lot of like things like practice videos and stuff like that, that they can blow up on their TV and they mm. can do the dance with. Um, they have their music with our mascots as well, which they love. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of mostly the communications with the parent and then the child um, gets that connection, obviously, in the classroom. They'll get their sticker chart um, on that second day too, which they, oh, they my God, it. is that not such <laughs> a good little it. thing? <laughs> they the love sticker it. charts, they love those, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of most of it. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I think it's just that uh, constant touch points and, you know, not just leaving anything to chance. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, everything that you've talked about is obviously well planned out and well choreographed for want of a better word, right? You know, you yeah. choreograph what your team do, you choreograph who's going to say what to whom at what times, when they get their sticker chart, when they get their uniform, when they get that piece of information, like have the whole thing planned out. And, you know, I think that customer journey is so important, you know, like I talked about before, so that everybody gets the same thing. And also, so, at, you know, it's scalable so that as studio owners, we don't have to be there all the time and do all the yeah. things. You know, if it's very clear and, and trained to our team, then anyone can jump in no matter who's off, no matter yeah. if we want to have a week off and have a holiday or, you know, someone's sick or whatever that is. I think that's like absolute key so that no child misses out. That's right. Yeah. And I think, do you know what, like that takes time. Like I know mm. we're having this amazing podcast, but the team training takes, like it's got to be consistent. You can't just yeah. do one training session and think that you can go on a holiday. Um, yeah. It takes so mm. much time and repetition and, yeah, just a lot of trusting your team to be able to deliver that as well. Um, yeah. And I say that because when we're in times of growth, sometimes we just feel like that our main focus is getting more students. But if you don't mm. have the um, the, cho the choreography in place, then that growth isn't going to you're not going to be able to sustain that and retain the students. And it's going to be like, mm. you know, that bucket with all the holes in it. So I just think that's such an important key in educating your team on exactly what you want. Because when we first started our studio, I think we were really scared to hire team number one, yeah. but number two, just really scared to say, this is what we need and this is what we want. And like, I need you to either do it or you know, you're not or a great friend. And us. you're not yeah. part of it, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we're, we were so scared to do that. And then when we started just being like, actually, this is exactly what we need. So this, the team responded so well because they were like, great, I understand exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I understand yeah. the outcomes I need to achieve and I get the expectation. But sometimes I feel studio owners are so nervous to do that and I get it because we were there. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Especially with preschoolers, you need that. Mm, I love that so much and I think you've hit the nail on the head that a lot of people are scared, uh, don't want to offend their teachers, you know, yeah. don't want to suggest that they don't know what they're doing and it's not about that, right? It, um, it's just about, you know, it's your studio and you want it to be choreographed and planned and every sort of thing filled in um, and be an absolute like, you know, set 
process, I guess. And, you know, it's not always about what's right and what's wrong because there might be other teachers that have great ideas, don't get me wrong, and that can do incredible things. But it's not always about that. It's about wanting to have that consistency and doing it the same every single time, which means you need to set the rules and set the tone for the whole thing, right? Yeah, and I think just picking it up in the moment because at the moment I'm training two of our new team members Mm. and rather than letting it fizzle if there's something that didn't go well in the class or if there's something like you can't be doing that in the class I literally just tell them straight after the class we have a debrief I'm like hey I love the way you handled this this was great what you did this but this one thing next time this is what we got to do whereas before maybe we were like a bit nervous to do that but now we're just like how it is no you were scared yeah (laughs) And I don't know why. I think it's, yeah, I just didn't want to offend them. No. Nah. And I Absolutely. didn't want them to yeah, I get it. do a bad job. But yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like now they've got more respect for us because we're like giving them more guidance and help and helping them better, grow. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly it, right? Like, you know, the um, the short, quick feedback, rather than waiting until it's this huge, big drama, you know, if you yeah. see something that you don't want, tell them straight away. And it doesn't have to be a huge, big deal. It's not like, oh, you're being pulled into the principal's office and you're having this big sit-down meeting and I'm not, like, because otherwise it gets to that where it's just like, hey, by the way, just when you, you know, doing across the floor, I just make sure that this kid is standing, not the leader, or, you know, whatever it is, like, just something, but just giving them feedback constantly rather yeah. than letting it turn into a big deal. Yeah. And then I think it gets worse if it turns into a big deal because they're like, oh, my gosh, that was weeks ago I did that. And you're like, Still yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I lo- getting together as a team as well is like important, mm. like um, having those, week, I don't know, weekly or monthly catch ups, because then they'll feel much more part of the the values in studio in, in the studio. So I feel like if it's yeah. on one on one, if it's one on one, it's kind of like they think you might be digging at them. But yep. then if we say it in a group environment, they'll yeah. take it on a lot more. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I think that's so key. Um, yeah, and it, like to me, it's all about that training of the staff, which I know you're really big on, um, both in your studio and with Little Groovers program as well. I think, you know, that's absolute key. But, oh, my gosh, so many great nuggets in there today and so many great takeaways. We so appreciate your time. Um, yeah, what an incredible chat. And I think, you know, you guys do preschool so, so well. So thank you so much for joining us and giving us all these insights on like little first ones trial classes. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We love coming on the podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Always so much fun. Hey, if you want to check it out, go and check out Little Groovers on Instagram. They've got some exciting things coming your way soon. So make sure you check out on the Instagram and maybe, you know, have a look at what they've got coming up because you might want to jump on that live launch. We can't wait to tell you all about it. I think we might have to spill some tea in the next week. So we will do that. Make sure you jump on next week's podcast and we're going to have to spill some tea. But until then, thanks so much. We've had an awesome podcast. We can't wait to see you next week. Peace.